What are we going to end our podcast with after six episodes? I don't know. <laughs> are you actually recording? This is, yes, I'm recording. <laughs> this is what this is what the world wants to hear. Four people. The hey, we had ten <laughs> downloads. Wow. Actually, I think it's up to fifteen of our first episode. That's weird. Enjoy the world. Fine, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> talk about this later. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready for my <laughs> intro? I stop. You're making a window recording when you're not. Okay, I'm rec- I'm always recording. Okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Board Games or Board Games, a podcast where my husband tries to keep my attention long enough to play board games, and then I make him record podcasts about it. I'm Nina. I'm Philip. And in this episode, we played Seven Wonders Duel. So this is one that Philip bought specifically because it was a highly rated two-player game, and we were hoping to play more games together. This was a few years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we're getting around to it. <laughs> so, Philip, can you talk about it a little bit? All right. Uh, Seven Wonders Duel was designed by Antoine Bauza and Bruno Cathala, with art by Miguel Coimbra, and was first published in 2015 by Repos Production in the United States. Um, it's a two-player only competitive game with each player representing a dueling civilization as they advance through three ages as each attempts to build up cultural, military, and scientific power. Uh, at the start of each age, a set of cards representing buildings that can be constructed are laid out in a sort of pyramid structure as shown in the manual where some rows of, rows of cards are face up and some are face down. Players take turns selecting available cards from that arrangement, and then they can either build them, cash them in for money, or use them to construct a wonder. Players can only select cards that aren't covered by other cards, so you kind of open them up as you go. Uh, Buildings do things like produce resources, contribute to the economy, advance your culture, science, strengthen your military, or just improve your your civilization's culture score, which is effectively your victory points. Uh, The game can end in three ways. Uh, First, militarily. There's a shared military track with a pond that starts at its center. Uh, Each military building is going to have at least one military symbol, and for each symbol, the pond's going to move towards the opposing player's side when that building's constructed. And if the pond ever reaches the end of the track, the game ends and that player loses. Second, scientifically. There's eight different scientific symbols with various science buildings that the various science buildings have on them. Um, If a player manages to construct science buildings with a set of six unique symbols, the game will immediately end and that player wins. And finally, culturally, if the game goes on until no other buildings are available to be constructed and it didn't end in one of the other two ways, players will then compare victory point scores based on the buildings they've constructed and the player with the most points wins. So timing-wise on the box, it says that it's a 30-minute game. Um, we actually, we played this one twice and the first time we played, it took 30 minutes just to read the directions and set it up. Um, so I started out reading the directions because I think I've said before, uh, 
it's easier for me sometimes when I read it myself. So I was reading the directions out loud and they felt very complicated to me. And I was, uh, I was glazing over a little bit <laughs> and not paying attention to my own self. And I started to lose a little interest uh, as I was reading the instructions because I didn't, I was getting lost and they felt, it just felt very complicated. And Philip said, it's not complicated. It's very simple. And I said, no, Philip said, it's in my notes. It says, Philip says it's uh, so simple. Mm-hmm. But it did not seem simple to me when I was reading it. And then at one point, our um, our six-year-old came out <laughs> from her bed. And um, she was sad because first grade is ending. <laughs> so I had to go help her uh, stop crying. <laughs> it's very random anyway. Um, so Philip ended up finishing setup and reading the instructions, which was probably for the best because I was I was really losing interest <laughs> at that point. <laughs> um, so when I came back, he had finished setting up the cards. You set them up in kind of a complicated little pyramid or whatever setup thing. So anyway, once you start playing, it's actually pretty simple. <laughs> 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 once you once you kind of figure it out or right. you have a philip to explain things to you um it's not too it's really not too bad i don't i don't know why when i was reading it it just felt so complicated i don't i don't know if it's cuz i just i'm i'm so <laughs> everything it just sounds boring <laughs> game instructions sound boring i'm sorry and if i'm if it takes too long to read through them I just, I can't keep track of all the things. And it was like, okay, there's wonders and then there's military and then there's science. And then there's, you know, like the, these other things, there's building regular buildings, but then there's wonders buildings that you can build. And anyway, Philip explained all of that, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's not that complicated once you start playing, I'll just say, especially if you have, um, someone with more experience, I would say gaming who can explain like yeah, okay this is what this symbol means like easily identifiable uh there's some conventions that you just get that you just learn playing games um, and yeah this it, follows them yes to some extent so the first time we played it 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 really was only 30 minutes playing it but the reason it was only 30 minutes <laughs> was because we did not play the third round because philip had already won through science well, what really happened was we laid out the third round cards and I had five science tokens and then the first row was two different science tokens yes. and I could use either one to win. So, so. I couldn't I couldn't get yeah. rid of both of them to where so. he wouldnn't get one and win immediately. And so um, that was just a... I would say I wasn't uh, happy no. <laughs> with, that solution, with that resolution of the game. I was very frustrated because... My army was encroaching, <laughs> but then I lost by science. I, I like the theme of like, I had the culture, the civilization that was trying to like discover all these science <laughs> things. And so she just started attacking me. Just... <laughs> and so, yeah, I found, I found that uh, to be a very difficult loss. <laughs> it's very, it was not fair. <laughs> so Philip convinced me to play it again, <laughs> to give it another chance. Um, and so the second time we played, we did play the full three rounds. So neither of us won by science or military. 
Um, and it took close to an hour, I would say. So the box does lie a little bit. It's not 30 minutes. Um, we, we were not playing like super duper slow or anything. We had to look up a few symbols as we played. Cause when you get to the third round, there's some different symbols on the cards. Yeah. Um, you don't encounter until then. Yeah. So you have to look those up. So I guess if like maybe you could speed play in 30 minutes if you've played it several times and you know what everything means. But I think it's really more like 45 minutes to an hour. So if you're looking at time, I'm telling you what the time is. Uh, our second time playing, the end score was I had 56 points and Philip had 57 points. So you can imagine... I, how excited I was to lose by one point, how not annoying that was <laughs> after losing by science and then losing by one point. <laughs> <laughs> Did not do that on purpose. <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about this game. I think this is like one of those games where like I might have, I it might be better if I play with uh, some of my other friends that enjoy other <laughs> some board of, games. Some that, not me. <laughs> well, that don't mind the competitive, like direct, like, you're I don't know like Mm -hmm. we've played two-player competitive games that just don't feel quite like this one yeah like patchwork um you know this one like you are making decisions based on both what will benefit me and what will hurt the other player and that you know some couples might not like that or some people (laughs) yeah individuals in a couple might not like that and so yeah (laughs) yeah I I do think honestly it was just too adversarial to me so I I don't really like games where I not only have to keep track of myself but I have to look over and keep track of what Philip or whoever is doing so that I can try to screw them over (laughs) by discarding the card that would help them or whatever and I was doing that constantly, like I was staring at his cards as much as I was staring at my cards, which I just find I don't I don't want to keep track of two people. <laughs> I only want to keep track of myself. Um, and also, like, I do get a little competitive <laughs> when it is competitive. And then I get frustrated when I lose, <laughs> which is most of the time. Um, and I, I don't like to like have to feel mean because well I'm clearly not going to win by points because I'm not very good so I'm just going to try to attack you with my military <laughs> which is what I did both times <laughs> and that feels a little mean which is not me I'm not a mean person and I don't mind if, when that happens to me but but I get it but if he did that to me I would have been really pissed off it's <laughs> true that's why I did science victory the first time <laughs> that's why I did science Yeah. And I honestly, like, it just wasn't that fun to me. I I don't, I think I'm not a huge fan of these like civilization building type games where I I don't know, like it just wasn't that interesting to me. It's kind of a dry theme that, you know, some people really like the idea of it. Um, some, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, somewhat flavorless. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, the stuff makes sense. What you're doing does Feels kind of like okay yeah, you need these materials to be able to build this building so you know there's some theme plus mechanics working together there but yeah it's not an exciting theme i think if you're if you're um if you're fairly new to games but you're interested in the civilization building type of game which is not really my type but if you're interested in it like i do think it's a good game to start with because it really is not that 
difficult to understand once you have played. For me, I think sometimes I just need to dig in and start playing and that's how I'm going to understand it. I'm just reading it is never going to sink in how what you're supposed to do. And this was that was the case with this game. But I, I think if you're interested in that, it is like it's fairly quick. So you're not making a huge time investment, you know, to try it out and learn some things about this genre of game. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll, I'll go ahead and point out, uh, this is uh, a re-implementation of the original Seven Wonders, which came out back in 2010. And that is one of the most popular games ever, I think. Um, it's kind of a crossover hit, kind of, you know, one of those, uh, you know, a enthusiast board game uh, that's also for sale at Target, uh, sort of like Catan or Ticket to Ride, that sort of thing. Um, so it's a very popular game that I have managed to never play. I'd be interested in trying it. And also that one's more suited for like three players. I think four, four, four to five, I'm seeing a board game geek recommends. So that might also be of more interest to Neen. I think when there's more people playing, you probably don't have to worry. So, or rather you can't worry so much about what everyone's doing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just more people that are, Maybe if I played with like three other novices who don't yeah. play a ton of games that aren't really good at strategy, because that's where, where I get yeah. frustrated because our, our friends are really good board game players. And so if you play something like this with them, for me, it's like, well, I'm just going to sit here and lose, basically. <laughs> so it's not really that fun. Um, one aspect of the Seven Wonders Duel that we didn't really uh, encounter, um, I think that the setup for once you've played it a couple times in the initial setup, it recommends that you do a draft of the Wonders. And since we hadn't encountered them for the first time we played, there's a recommended uh, set and the others we just kind of... Actually, no, we did do the draft. We did do the draft the second time. It was somewhat meaningless, though, because we were kind of like, what is this one? And looking it up and kind of just deciding quickly. But I was just like, oh, these have military symbols. (laughs) And so that's an added, uh, you know part of the game that we haven't talked about but if you like drafting which i know lots and lots of people really really like drafting it's it's only the setup phase but yeah it's it's really quick it's just four cards yeah it's really quick but um that's just one aspect that might appeal to some people i i like tell so you have resource uh, buildings that make resources but you don't have to keep track of like resource tokens it's not like they make a resource every turn yeah i did like that yeah it's just if you if you have resources that you know you make two stone and one paper that's what you have available to you every turn and and you can build more and then that's what you have available you just look at what your buildings do you don't keep track of uh, tokens and have to spend them and get more each turn so yeah that that was nice and also that you have which i didn't really realize till we were like halfway through the second time we played but you can also just buy like it's it can be expensive depending on what your opposition has but you can just buy the resource that you need to like if you don't have the right one you can also just buy it with coins which you also have to have coins and for some reason i'm really bad at getting coins don't know why in real life i'm good at getting money it's fine i'm just kidding um i'm not good at that but but i i did like that that was an option so like there was one specific resource that that i needed for a few of my things and i didn't have it in in the cards that i had so i could pay for i paid for it a couple times just outright with coins which is a nice it's a nice option for people like me who are not i'm not good at like getting all the resources (laughs) or coins (laughs) 
Because, <laughs> like, I looked at my, you know, my wonders, and there's, um, you need certain resources to build your wonders, and, like, I needed two of this specific kind for two of my wonders, and I didn't have any, <laughs> so I had to just pay if I wanted to get those, and so if I was a smarter player, I would have, like, made sure that I got that resource during the, you know, building phases, but I was focused on military. <laughs> See, this is one of those things where I'm like, you know, I can look at that for my play and I'm like, oh, I did this not too great. And maybe next time I play, I'll do better. But I don't think that that, uh, I think you've kind of written the game off to some extent. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's, it's not necessarily that it's a bad game or like that it was too complicated or that I would never figure that out. Cause obviously, you know, I, can learn from that like I just said it so I presumably could remember it if we played it again maybe but um I also just like I I just it just wasn't that fun to me I don't know like it just I I guess I like I guess I like fighting monsters more than I like (laughs) building civilization I want to tear stuff down (laughs) it's too bad I I like heroes mostly yeah I mean I like um you know, I like I Catan and um, that other really simple one with Ticket to Ride. No, yeah. that is that is Catan the one with the little tiles. No, that's Car- Carcassonne. Carcassonne. I like Carcassonne. Anyway, so rating. I would give this a the, yeah best game ever. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna give it worst game ever, which I feel really bad about. I feel really mean saying that. I don't know if I like this rating system. We might have to switch it. <laughs> <laughs> but and and like I, I was saying so this game actually won like a bunch of awards for mm. for like two-player games and people really seem to love it so i again i think this is just a personal preference that these kind of games just are not my personal preference but like if your personal preference is two-player really competitive civilization builders where you can fight with your, your significant other because they outscienced you <laughs> then maybe you would like it yeah i i think it's a good game um i don't think we'll be playing it too much but that's <laughs> not a mark against it uh, it's a very popular game and I, I can definitely see why the the designers uh antoine bowser and bruno cathala are two that i'm familiar with and are uh really well respected but game certain games aren't for everyone yeah and i i would be willing to like if they have other games like try other games by them because it's pretty like it flows well it's just boring (laughs) actually bruno um we're getting way off track but bruno cathala i don't know if you remember uh shadows over camelot we played that way back when no. I do not remember. Okay, never mind. Maybe we'll play that again. Is that two player? Uh, probably can be. But anyway. All right. So that is Seven Wonders, where I wondered what was the point. <laughs> wow. I made that joke when we were playing, and that was the I same I don't think reaction. I even heard Philippa. that. Yeah, oh, I no. forgot about it. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm good at jokes, guys. Okay. Bruno Cathala did King Domino, so... We played that. Yeah. Anyway. We, played, anyway. we did play that one. And I liked it better. Okay. So now we're going to do our bonus segment that Philip prepares for. 
You ready? (laughs) Okay, so our bonus segment so far has been um, kids games because we have kids and other people have kids. (laughs) And uh, if you're looking for suggestions for games for your kids to play, we just want to make those suggestions. So this week um, we're going to talk a little bit or I'm going to talk a little bit about Haystacks, the barnyard packing puzzle. And it's a little game kind of game slash puzzle, I guess, by Brainwright. Um, It's rated for six and up, and it's really just for one player, which is interesting. So technically, it's a one-player kind of puzzle game. So if you have a a child that is six years or probably like six to 12 and would sit by themselves and play a one-player game, this would be very good you're a very lucky for person. that child and yeah you're, you're a very lucky person um it comes with nine little plastic animals and 36 puzzle cards um so basically you just have to lay the animals down or stack them uh, to match up with the squares on the little cards so the animals are are pretty cute and it's a cute little game and our our six-year-old can do some of the some of the simpler puzzles i think it goes from easy to like there's like four levels yeah, I was gonna say, I advanced or something. Yeah. So um, she can probably do the first couple where they're mostly just laying down in one layer. It gets a little trickier when there's like more than one layer. She's uh, She doesn't do anything by herself. So like the one <laughs> player thing doesn't really come into play because you, you have to do things with her always. This is why we had a second child. <laughs> <laughs> she does like it it's it's pretty cute and it's actually like it's kind of fun if you if you like puzzles which i do it's kind of fun to play like yeah. i i could sit there and just play it by myself even like while she just watches me play <laughs> yeah I've enjoyed, I, I liked it too I, yeah i played with her in that game so yeah if you if you have a kid that likes puzzles um and are looking for a kind of three-dimensional puzzle challenge this is this is a good one getting you off track but there's that car game that's kind of similar yeah a traffic something yeah junior we'll have to talk about that well maybe we'll do that one next time but yeah that's pretty much it it's it's pretty simple but it's fun and even if they aren't very good at the puzzles the animals are fun to play with our uh toddler likes the little tiny chick little chicky so and uh, luckily, there is a card that shows you how to put the animals back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to figure that out every time. And that is our bonus segment. Do you have anything else you want to say about Haystacks? Nope. I think it's a good game, too, though. So we recommend that one. Um, and it's six and up. And I think it, it actually needs to be pretty much six and up because younger than that, they can't. The puzzles are a little hard. I mean, you could do it with them. But anyway. All right, so that is it for us today. So thank you for listening. Um, you can find us online at Board or Board Pod, which is B O A R D or B O R E D Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I have maybe I'll post something <laughs> on Instagram at some point. Um, and if you have a question or a comment or a suggestion um, or a suggestion for a game we could play or a kid's game or something, um, you can email us at borderboardpod at gmail.com. So that's B-O-A-R-D or B-O-R-E-D pod at gmail.com. 
that's our contact information and we uh, need a like an outro saying which we were discussing earlier but we don't have one yet so far we've just been saying bye <laughs> or good night or something like that keep on playing i think i said that one time and you loved it i think that was your favorite so maybe we'll stick with that we can stick with that keep on playing <laughs> okay bye